It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Is at the epicenter. That pivotal moment in the history of the Tennessee. How much THC does it have in it? It's not even an ensemble, it's a symptom. Five hundred compounds. I specifically moved to California to be in And now it's time for the greatest podcast in the world, the 421 Show, with your favorite hosts, Aaron Silverman and Danny Keith. Gentlemen, your mics are hot. Are we live? We're live. Oh, great. I'm going to go. I'm going to start now. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back. <clears throat> Welcome back to another episode of 421 live on location here at New West Summit 5, October 11, 2019. And as usual, my partner in dime, Danny Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Is it five because it's the fifth one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure I was on point. Yeah. <laughs> and today we're also joined in studio from Casually Baked, Joanna Newton. Thanks for being here. Certainly. And Happy to be get, back. Yes, glad to have you. And then Meryl Gilbert, you are here on the show. You make a business out of transparency. We are. We are. Tell us who we are. Let's start right there. Great. So I am the co-founder and CEO of Trace Trust, and we make edibles credible. And basically we do that a couple of different ways. But number one is... Um, we have two certification programs coming out. These are third party, just like non-GMO or organic, called a True Dose, which is for cannabis, and HGMP for hemp-derived products. We believe that the biggest risk in this industry is unpredictable, not having trust in the supply chain. We are seeing it every single day right now with this um, vape issue and the illegal market. Like those are products that are not regular, you know, anything that is from a licensed producer in a licensed state at a licensed um, dispensary or delivery service has been rigorously tested. And that other stuff has not. You don't know where it's coming from. And so that's why it's not surprising that it still has pesticides or trace metals. And, and that's where we're having problems. So we, our work is around 
doing that. There is nothing to indicate to the consumer and even to the retailer products that go beyond regulatory requirements that already have good manufacturing processes that follow strong SOPs that have a verified supply chain of all ingredients, not just their cannabis or hemp, and then how their label, not just what it says, but how, what are the instructions for use and then how easy is it for you to understand those instructions, particularly in anything ingestible, right? So, and now the, um, the great part of where we are is that the extraction, well, one, the plant, um, the plants themselves, you know, we're understanding more and more as we get to open up these legal markets and study, but we are also getting um, to the point where you can really determine for people that don't want to smoke and have that experience, how they, the onset and offset will be. Where do I want to consume it? How do I want it? So socializing it. Beverages are very big because we have this wonderful nanotechnology that really has figured out how to isolate, but more importantly, water soluble. So a beverage is something we all do. And sure, we, can, we all and, drink. It, and now it's a way for, but the consumer has got a lot of misinformation. I, no, no, you, everything you. I'm sorry, I just no, 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 it was awesome because I think now we've set the stage for this incredible interview, which I know you're chomping at the bit to start jumping yeah, into. So I know, I'm been waiting like, to talk like, with you. Um, <laughs> that's but, such an honor, thank you. Yeah, so I'm gonna let you take. I'm gonna let you take it from Certainly. here. But I just want to say how important it is what you're doing because I think there's a lot of uh, trust that's never gonna, that hasn't been built for a long time between consumers and cannabis or potential consumers because of that one bad experience with an edible yes. and they could never trust cannabis again and there's this obligation to provide an experience that you can trust and replicate and feel safe about and I think it's a great way you're doing it'll help bring more folks into cannabis so all right I just wanted to say that yeah, I know no, you've totally. been waiting patiently <laughs> well so I'm a cannabis lifestyle guide so I'm in the business of can of confidence and I see so many people that don't go into the dispensary because of the price tag attached to it. So I recently did an episode talking about the importance of what you're doing and this manufacturing oversight, if you will, and showing that to a consumer so that they can understand why this price point differential is something that's like, you're investing that extra five or $10 in your health, right. you know, and so, Whenever you are working with these manufacturers, these brands, to get to that point, I know there's a lot of difficulty right now because the regulations have been set, but people ne don't necessarily have the funding yet to get on board. So how do you kind of dive in and dip into a brand and say like, hey, let's, let's take a look at your practices and what you're doing and, and and create something that is then the that the consumer can understand. Great question. And so there's so many there's a couple of things to unpack there. So one for the consumer themselves is we live it. Okay, we've been in this for 4 years and we came from food and beverage manufacturing and food safety and come on. So we know how to, you know, if you want to grow something, put it on a plate, put it in a box, put it on a shelf. We know not only know how to help you design that, but we know more importantly how to actually make it and how to make it safely. And if you think about a retailer in like the grocery or the furniture is like or electronics, those all have third party certifications. We do not have that for this. And those retailers, big box stores do not take anything in that does not say this was made safely yeah, or yeah. this is, you know, really gone through testing and so the ISO, which is the standard for lab testing, is 
where everybody is going, but we are still, we don't even share the same language. We don't share the same terminology. So we are very much about the education for all of us because for this industry to be what all of us have worked for and envisioned for the future, we have got to get, make sure that it's a safe, um, a good place for people to be and to come into this. We have great data, like we have real data now too. Like we know the consumer is older and that they are could be more women and that and women at different points in their life. And so you've got that and, and you've got to have experiences that they can trust. So if I want to take this to relax and I have small children, I cannot risk being asleep on the couch or like getting more anxious and crazy, you know, the whole idea. So I have to have a predictable experience and I want that, but one, I don't know where to get it. I'm still a little ashamed of how to ask. I go, you know, I might not go. So people are relying on their friends. Oh my God. I just lost my water. I didn't drop a load, it was just my water. <laughs> you take it from, should we take it from the top? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm talking too much. No, no, you're doing great. No, no when, I, when I start to smile, almost, laugh, it makes uh, those good. moments I realize how behind we are as an industry when you're saying these things are, you would think, well, you know, I was so how, like, how is zoned this, in how are we not really doing this? <laughs> Wait, are you? We so, keep going. Yeah, we're well, still so, alive. Okay. We're still so alive. this okay. is, so we'll this is the thing though. <laughs> so, yeah, we use pineapple, safe word. <laughs> but so the things that you're talking about, like we know that in the industry, what's important though is how the brands tell that story and translate yes. that into the dispensaries. And frankly, it's also up to us to make sure that people know, like this is why you buy in the dispensary. This is why you buy on the regulated market because you there is going to be this repetitive um, yes. Like you know how much you're gonna get, you know what you're gonna feel like, and you're not gonna get that on the black market. And and here's the thing is, it's take it. it this is still really new, right? Like many of us have been in it a while, but it is still new. So we coming together, um, just to talk about how we are pricing things, right? So if you can't charge sixteen dollars for a bottle of five milligrams of THC and compare that to you know. $60 for a flower that but might that, be the And same. that's that education. And, and that's the education, but it's also the point of entry. Like, so we, we, so the manufacturer, you asked how long has it been to get to here? And that's, so, you know, we had to bring the industry along to understand that this is important, but it's at a time where everybody's feeling burdened. And now we're starting to just finally get beyond just putting stuff out on the, the shelf. Now, how do we communicate it outward and how do we, let people, you know, we got to think about the brand. You can't just think about um, getting it on the shelf because that's all you're focused on because there's so many question. hurdles. Yeah. yeah, and I have a selfish question too. Is there so a, first. Like, you know, there's the kosher mark, right? On it's food. the same thing. So how, how can we create, it doesn't even have to be necessarily acknowledged except for its acceptance, right? So if you were able to get a group of people, almost like a union, if you will, not union may not be the best word. Can, do you foresee something like that happening? Well, that's what we're doing. That's so what how, are we, how, do, how do the brands go through that process? With so them? they're in right now. We're in beta, right? Which okay. and what that means is we have selected some brands that we know make really good product. Again, people that have already come, you know, chemistry, bioscience. They come from either making um, nutraceuticals or food and beverage products. Like they, they already got that. 
and they've been doing it long enough that they've got a really good relationship with our lab. So their testing all the way through is good, and we know that they are got have good GMPs. And the reason we're going through with them is to work through the logistics so we can bring others in. We're also working in the beta with co-packing facilities, right? So that are white labeling for other people so that again, those brands can come through, but they go through it. And then a, a couple of distributors and a couple of retailers to work through the logistics. Like, so, because we're not gonna ask somebody to repackage right away to put that mark on, but it's gotta, we gotta tell the story, right? So we gotta tell the story online we got it and then we will launch that out to the public and then it will you know people will have the manufacturers will have to pay to but it's reasonable it's not outside of anything like this it's the same process right and and the other thing I need to emphasize about this program like these other certifications is we are really focused on protecting a company's not only Can we break? Sorry, I'm gonna cough. Yeah. <coughs> I need water I dropped some back here if you'd like it <laughs> So, no, don't worry. We're good. We're, we're good. good. We're good. Yeah. Um, anyway, look how, look how so, well you've in. so the other things that we really want to make sure that all of the people, not only in our beta program, but actually going forward and it establishes there, is on the fact that this is highly confidential. We are very, very strict on protection of IP. Um, when we're, you know, see those initial doc documents. Talk more quietly then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a joke start. Uh, anyway. so, so let me ask my my question as a consumer. Like I'm really into this drinkables thing mm -hmm. right now. As someone who's I'm kind of phasing out alcohol because it doesn't make me feel like a million right. bucks when I wake up the next morning. But I want that low dose beverage, but I want to be able to have three or four of them when I'm out with my friends. Mm -hmm. But I can't necessarily afford $10 a pop, and it's not like you can go into the dispensary and grab a six pack. You have to buy you know, one bottle at a time. And so what do we need to do? When is it going to be more at a reasonable price point where it is comparable to me going in and buying a six pack of premium beer? So I think two things are gonna happen. I think the hemp and CBD beverages are gonna help do the gateway of getting that pricing because those are going to be able to, to go out into the market for, you know, three, four dollars, um, which is what somebody would pay for an iced coffee on a shelf, et cetera. Right. And that it needs to be more in that price point. The THC stuff, I mean, it is still, you know, that extraction methodology and processing is still expensive, but where we're still caught up in that's over across the industry, and you've heard a lot about it, is right. the taxing, right? It's just so, like, hard. One of the things that the work that we do when we are doing formulation work with companies, which is you know, separate from the certifications, is we really have to work backwards, right? So what is so that the cost of that can before it leaves your facility is at the most reasonable price so that the markup to the consumer doesn't go beyond whatever you think yeah. that's reasonable. And yeah, 10, you know, I think it's gonna, in the dispensary, it's gotta probably some, be around eight. Okay, that's still crazy. That's a $48 yeah. six pack. <laughs> yeah. I can get a bottle and a six pack for that. That's true. Yeah. And, and it's crazy. Like, yeah, and I craft beer is how much? Maybe 12 at most. Yeah. yeah so. 12, you can find the $15 ones, but yeah. But you're yeah. saying if we can get the production <laughs> volume up, uh, we can bring the cost down. It's higher. Yeah. And, and you know, and you mentioned can, and I think this is really important to talk about because. If 
any CBD drink or anything is in a clear plastic bottle, like you shouldn't be drinking it. It's, I mean, it's losing its potency yeah. just from sitting on yeah. that shelf. And I see so much of that out there still. Well, because again, there's this, you know, race, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a race to the finish as opposed to being really slow and steady. And so that's why there's a lot of bad stuff out there. Yeah. And there's a yeah. lot, you know, things that you like will buy once. But you also have this opportunity for new consumers. And so, you know, getting outside, you know, having opportunities to be at, a, you know, bringing this more out into the public and, and starting to use, like in California, we have the uh, license where, for outside, um, like, fairs that you can mm -hmm. go where you can consume. We, like, we have to start working together to be more. Outside Lands, a big music festival that was here doing, in August. Yeah, doing shows you know, so, like this yeah. is one of those, yes. right? That's right. And that's, we just got to, you know, make people aware that there's some really good things out there, how to find them, and then continue to normalize it in other social, you know, outside of our own world, right? And make it comfortable. <clears throat> and women particularly like that. They will buy from their friends. They will go with their friends. And so the people that are like making any kind of multi-packs, gift packs, you know, things that give you a variety, so you get a little. Um, yeah. Dosis has like a, a little kit that's like become like the, the weekender for people. Like, and that way, you know, you get to pass around and, and taste all their different strains. And different effects. Smart. Yeah. So that's that's the future. Like that's and that's why the beverage is that easy access and it's fast. So the other when you start to look at ingestibles, there's such a difference. We look at it in three categories, and those three categories really affect how quickly it's going to be in your system, but also how they're made. And so the first group is all batch things. Anything like a beverage, anything like that in a tablet form, any chocolate that is in a mold that easily gets delineated into a square, those are all made in a batch and they're very controlled. Whereas the next is your irregular shapes like your popcorn, your coated um, jelly beans, things that are not all uniform, right? And then, because that's going to have different effects. And then the last is um, baked goods because baked goods couple things. One is a reaction in the chemical of dry and wet ingredients baking, but also, you know, they take a lot longer to have an effect. So that's where people always have the brownie story. Oh, I took too much. So it's got to be and really... meter dosages. And yeah. those, those are all an issue. This is something I feel like deserves its own day worth of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, right. Take, but unfortunately, I'm gonna got, we got to wrap this up. No worries, thank Meryl, you. Meryl, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank it was you. great having you. I know you were excited to yes. handle that. Yeah, yes. thank, thank you. Sorry, I had to go. No. So, you're yeah, great. and thanks for doing what you're doing. Thank helping you. to rebuild and, trust uh, with uh, new consumers. So, yeah, so, how can they find her? Yeah, how can we uh, find her? Yeah. Tracetrust.com, T R A C E T R U S T.com. Yep. She wins the spelling bee. Yep. <laughs> I always feel like it's a test. <laughs> no, that's great. Perfect. But thank you. And they, and and they can find you on LinkedIn, yes? Yes. Meryl Gilbert on LinkedIn. Trace Trust on LinkedIn. Nice. So all awesome. those wonderful social. Thank awesome. You. Thanks. Thank that's you. the end of 421 for uh, this Yay. episode. We'll see you soon. Thank you all. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Canachicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. 
I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.